Remember 51 weeks ago when we were introduced to things like the elbow greeting? And then in the days and weeks that followed that, there were rules and regulations and mandates that were handed down, all in the hopes of preventing the spread of COVID-19. And then remember how some of those leaders who introduced and proposed those very regulations then were caught breaking them. All the hypocrisy, right? Tonight, we take a look at the hands of hypocrisy of a leader, a leader of the Jewish people, the high priest named Caiaphas. We focus in tonight on those words that were part of that passion history in Luke, or excuse me, in Mark chapter 14, where Jesus is on trial before the Sanhedrin and Caiaphas. Every good story needs a bad guy. And as we take a look at the passion history of our Lord, we see that there are, are plenty of bad guys to pick from. We might think of, first off, Judas, the one who betrayed him. Or, or maybe we might think of Peter, the one who would deny him, or Pilate, the one who ordered him to be executed. There's no question that those men did some bad things, but, but were they entirely bad all in themselves? The, the Bible doesn't really picture them uh, as inherently evil. Yes, they sinned, they gave into temptation, but, but there are some somewhat redeeming qualities in them. Judas, when he recognizes what he's done, gives back the blood money. When Peter... Here's the rooster crow. He goes out and cries uncontrollably. And, and even Pilate, he, I mean, he, he tried to do the best that he could to get Jesus off, but the, the Jewish leaders had backed him in a corner. That's not the case with Caiaphas. He's cold and calculating He's completely ruthless. Nothing is going to get in the way of what he wants, including the Son of God. And here he is, the high priest, God's representative for the people. And he's doing this. We've got a word for something like that. We've got a word for, for pretending to be something that you're not. It's a hypocrite. But we take a look at his hands of hypocrisy tonight, not to shake our heads at him. When we see this account and recall it in our mind, we see that they're trying to place fault on the one who is faultless. And as they do so, they can't even see the fault in themselves. That's the way it is with hypocrisy. It's easy to see it in others, 
not so easy to see it in us. And so Mark lays out for us this account, provides us with, with detailed information of this, this trial that's going on, but it was a trial that was illegal. The Sanhedrin had a law that said that they could not hold a trial at night, and yet here they were, because they weren't really interested in getting down to the truth. They just wanted to get Jesus out of the way. Charge after charge after charge could not stick. They were, they were trying to, to, to have dirt stick to the one who is completely clean. They came up with a false charge. They said, Jesus made the claim, I will destroy this temple made with human hands and in three days will build another not made with hands. Jesus said something similar to that at the beginning of his ministry, but he didn't quite put it that way. And he wasn't talking about the temple, he was talking about his body. I wonder if Caiaphas, the high priest, who was running this whole sham of a trial, was frustrated at that point. Was he angry at Jesus or was he more angry at his colleagues who, who couldn't come up with something on which they could convict Jesus of? Maybe, maybe Caiaphas was thinking to himself, if you want something done right, you've got to do it yourself. And, and so he takes over the questioning. He says to Jesus, are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? Jesus gave no answer, so the interrogation continues, except in this next question, Caiaphas raises the stakes. He puts Jesus under oath and demands, are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? It was a simple yes or no question, but it was devilishly clever. If Jesus remained silent, it was a tacit denial. If he said no, then it would be a false denial. And if he said yes, then the Sanhedrin and Caiaphas had him right where they wanted him. Jesus knew what the truthful answer would get him. Now, was the time for truth. And so he said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Now was not the time for silence. Earlier in his life, sometimes when Jesus would perform a miracle and the people were spreading word about him, he, he said, don't tell anyone. Now was not the time back then for people to know who I truly am, but now is the time for truth. And then Pilate, excuse me, then Caiaphas showed his hypocrisy. He ripped off his mask of hypocrisy with his hands of hypocrisy as, as, he, as he grabbed at his, his clothes and ripped them and said, you've heard the blasphemy now. 
I'm guessing deep down, Caiaphas wasn't that outraged. Deep down, he was probably happy. Deep down, he was excited. Now we've got Jesus where we want him. We can finally get rid of him. And the others in the Sanhedrin, they ripped off their mass of hypocrisy and showed for who they really are. They all condemned him as worthy of death. Then some began to spit at him. They blindfolded him, struck him with their fists, and said, prophesy. Spitting in the face of another human being. Striking him in the head even while blindfolded so he can't defend himself. I, it's hard to picture. But as hard as it is to picture, it's important for us to ask the question, why? Why are they doing this? Why are they reacting to Jesus in this way? And some would say, and to be certain they're a little bit right, it was political. They were set up by the Roman government to, to be a little bit of a governing body over the people of Israel, and they had power, and they had influence, and they had seen the writing on the wall of Jesus. Popularity would continue. They would be pushed out, or the Romans would get upset as a revolution might take place and kick them out of power. But it was more than just political. It was spiritual. You see, the high priest represented a way of life, a, a time-honored tradition of religious system that thought that God rewarded people based on the good things that they did. And the Sanhedrin thought that they were the best of the best, and Caiaphas did too. And now here was Jesus, and he had turned that religious system upside down. And so he needed to be gone. But Jesus spoke these words to them, not, not to shame them, but to call them to repentance. He said, I am, and you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. He says, right now you're judging me, but there's coming a day when I will judge you and your hearts and the things that you're trying to hide from people with your mass of hypocrisy. Covering up what you know to be true about you with your goodness. And that's why it's important for us take a look at this account again tonight because there's an inherent danger in hypocrisy of trying to cover things up the truth about what's inside of us the truth about what we do the things that we try and hide from others We see glimpses of it when, when we have this thought. 
Well, I may not be perfect, but at least I'm not as bad as that one. We find ourselves pattering our lives after our first parents and and trying to cover up our sinfulness with this supposed goodness. Not with fig leaves, but but, but by these good things that we do. And, And tonight Jesus would like for us to see once again who we truly are without him. He'd like for us to, 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 to rip off our mass of hypocrisy so that he can remove our guilt forever. He'd like for us to, to stop trying to cover up our sins with our own goodness and instead let him cover us with his blood and the robe of righteousness that he gives to us in baptism. It's easy to see hypocrisy in others and not so easy in us, but tonight Jesus calls us to trust in him. As we see on the one hand, this hypocritical high priest, we see on the other hand, our great high priest, who now represents us before our God and reminds the Father of his work, which covers all of our sin, no need for us to try and cover it up, which removes all of our guilt as he dies on the cross for us. Jesus was the great high priest, even while the sham of a priest was leading this trial. He knew what speaking the truth would do. He knew it would lead to his death. But he knew that by speaking the truth, the truth would set you and me free. Free from hands of hypocrisy. Free from sin and guilt. Free from having to cover up our sins because they're forever covered by our God's blood. There's no need. There's no need for you and me to hold on to our sins. There's no need for us to to grab things to cover our sins, for our God has removed them all. Amen. Please stand.